Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Oh my god, do I have a story for you guys. And it is a banger. It is one of the best stories that I have. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's unlikely. And there are so many things that had to perfectly align in order for this to happen the way it did and how perfectly it did and for it to happen at all is still mind-blowing to me. I've been floating on a cloud, not even since it happened, but since I learned of this event that I got to go to. And (laughs) what happened at this event is that I got to see J.C. Chazay sing live, which is something I have not seen since 2002. It's something most people have not seen in person since 2002. And I got to hear the worldwide debut of his new songs from a musical he's been working on that's based on Frankenstein. I was in the front row. It was a transformative life-altering experience, obviously. I also got to meet him, and I am so excited to share this story with all of you guys because ever since I started my JC series, so many fans from all over the world have reached out to me to tell me how much they love it and how much they love NSYNC and JC, and that's been the best part about this podcast through and through way before I even did the JC series is just connecting with so many people that I feel like I'm finding all of my people (laughs) in a way that I never would have because everyone is so scattered around the world. Probably we never would have crossed paths without this. And it's just amazing. Like I'm so grateful. I know it's been a while since I have release a new episode on the public feed. I have been posting a lot on my Patreon. Like my Patreon is popping off. I've been working really, really hard on that. But even that, like I have no time. I'm super, super busy. So it's been a struggle to even keep that going, to be honest. But I do have more JC episodes coming. I have so much done. I'm just kind of putting finishing touches on it. But if you have not heard my series yet, please go back and listen to it. I promise it'll make this episode 10 times better because you will hear how much I truly (laughs) appreciate this person and what a big fan I am of his. And that will just make it even better when we get to the part where I get to meet him. It's crazy. Like I can't believe that this year is the year that I decided to do this series and smack in the middle of this series I get to see him sing and meet him it's just so weird I mean so many years went by with nothing (laughs) with like never seeing him and now the year that I decide to do this podcast series suddenly here we are I mean it's just it's it's really crazy guys So because I know this is a lot of people's first episode of this podcast because I have had a lot more eyes on me lately, I just want to explain a little bit about who I am and 
what this podcast is and how I got here with the whole JC and Sync thing for context, which I do feel is important. So my name is Leah. Hi, so nice to meet you. Thank you for <laughs> jumping on this podcast train with me. I am an actress and performer and small business owner from New Jersey. I live right outside of New York City. Like I live in the part of New Jersey that's right across the river from the beautiful skyline that you see in all the movies. That's where I live. And I have always had a deep, deep passion for everything to do with entertainment. So whether it was me performing myself or consuming other artists' content, it's been the main thing that I have focused on my whole life. Like literally since I was tiny. <laughs> I'm one of those really annoying people, one of those actors that people ask, well, when did you start acting? It's like, I've always been an act, like I've always been obsessed with this world. I don't even remember when I decided to become an actor because it was just, I caught the bug <laughs> at a young age. I'm one of those people. I became an NSYNC fan in 98 with the release of their American version of their self-titled. And I was obsessed with them but then no strings attached was just another level if you remember if you were there you know what I mean but I actually would say that my biggest era of sync love was celebrity because that's when I got to see them live so I saw Pop Odyssey twice and Celebrity once they were totally experiences that I think shaped who I ended up becoming because I love concerts. I go to concerts all the time. I estimate I've been to around 150, but I'm not sure. I travel around to see my favorite bands. Like there's no where I won't go, nothing I won't do. Like I love live music. It's part of my soul. It's very important to me. And the way NSYNC did it was just so flawless. I mean, that five-part harmony, the, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but <laughs> the perfectly in sync dance moves, the set design, the staging, everything about it just really stuck with me. And I was just a little child watching this, right? But it, it just, I identified with it so much. I felt so connected to it. It was really a part of me. It wasn't just a band that I liked, you know, and that's how I am with everything. I'm a very passionate all or nothing type of person. It's very rare that I'm like, oh yeah, that that band is okay. It's like I either love you or I don't care about you at all. And with NSYNC, I just never stopped being a fan. I mean, I certainly have never been as involved in the fandom as I am right now. But that just means that I haven't been interacting with fans and keeping up with news as closely. But I never really stopped listening to them. And then every once in a while, I would go back and watch their stuff on YouTube and just be like, damn, you know, like I miss them so much. And I started this podcast in 2020. It's called the Ashley and Jessica cast because initially it was just going to be about Ashley and Jessica Simpson. So after I met Jessica in 2020, I read her book as well. And I had always been a fan of her too, but I just was really inspired by my experience meeting her and reading that. And I just thought there's so much here to talk about. I didn't know if it was weird though to start a podcast about one person which it's not but at the time I was I, di I didn't know if I should do it and of course I was like I don't know anything about audio and recording and you know it's intimidating starting something like this especially when there's so many other podcasts out there so I was like well I love Ashley too it's a great idea I can do 
reviews of every episode of Newlyweds and the Ashley Simpson show and their music and all their other projects. And that's enough to fill a lot of time on a podcast. I think that'll actually be great. So at first it was just Jess and Ashley, but then I ended up expanding to other topics because it was just getting repetitive. I still am in the middle of doing a lot of Jessica and Ashley stuff. Like I need to still cover the final season of Newlyweds and season two of the Ashley Simpson show and other things involving them. So I will still be doing episodes on them in between these series that I do on other artists. But I just realized that there was only so many times (laughs) that I could repeat the same stuff about them over and over. And Like I said, I've been passionate about so many artists since childhood that it just felt really limiting to only focus on two people. So I expanded in early 2022 and I have been doing that ever since. My latest series is of course on JC and if you haven't listened to the series yet, so far there's three episodes. The first is His Childhood and the Mickey Mouse Club. Second is The Beginning of NSYNC and their first record, How They Were Formed and the lawsuit and all of that. Third episode is No Strings Attached. I also did an episode with Anissa Garcia who got to know the group like right before they made it big and kept in touch with some of them as they started to blow up and all of that. So she has like mind-bending stories. So I did an episode with her as well that is currently up. There is a JC bonus episode on my Patreon. I actually posted two this week. I posted the JC one and I posted a Newlyweds 20-year anniversary episode. So my Patreon is lit, guys. You should really, patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessica Check it out. There's a lot of benefits, features. It's awesome. Anyways, the next one will be about the celebrity era. And then the one after that is going to be about their tours because I couldn't fit the tours into the celebrity episode because there's just too much. Like there's so much in that episode. And I will also be covering the breakup in depth. I wasn't going to cover it as in depth as I ended up doing, but so many people asked for it. Like I really wanted to keep the series more JC focused and it still is like I'm not constantly quoting the other guys or anything like that but you all really requested we want a detailed breakdown of this breakup and I think because I live in my own pop culture obsession bubble I'm like but everybody knows about the breakup why you know but I guess a lot of people don't know all of the details that people that are obsessed like me know so excited to share all of that and then of course I'll be talking about JC's solo career and that is basically the rundown of how I got here. JC was always my favorite in the group. I always found him so fascinating, just so ridiculously talented. I think his stage presence is so arresting, his charisma, the fact that you can really feel his soul and his emotion and his passion when he sings. I've just always been so interested in him as a person, as an artist, and like so many of us, I think it's a travesty that he does not have the sold out tours and the Grammys and everything. The thesis of my series has really been kind of just asking the question, why? You know, why hasn't he had the success that he so obviously is capable of considering his talent? And so I'm not going to get into that now, but that is basically what my series is exploring. I hope that all of you enjoy it who haven't heard it yet. Ever since February, when I started doing research for the series, my house has just been a nonstop in sync 
party. It's been like 2001 in here, you guys. And so the fact that this happened and and it, it all happened the way that it did is just mind-blowing. And I, I mean, I just, I still can't believe it. So let me just get into the damn story because you guys are probably like, girl, we get it. Can you just <laughs> tell us what happened? So here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I went to California and this was just supposed to be a fun, hopefully relaxing trip where I would get some time off because I have been working like crazy and I've had a pretty rough year. Like I fainted in April. I broke my ankle when that happened and then a few weeks before I left or like two weeks before I left for California, I got hit by a truck. (laughs) So that was crazy. My car got totaled. I only had a few cuts and bruises, thank God. And same thing with the other driver, but it was insane. Like he crashed into me and then flew up in the air, flipped over, ruined a traffic light. Like it was a very serious accident. And so I only tell you guys this just to stress like I needed a freaking break from normal everyday life and I'm someone who I run my own business so I have not had an actual vacation since I started running my business in 2018. Anytime I travel which I love traveling so I do that as much as I can but I usually work like day to day throughout all my vacations and what happens when you do that is you never really feel like you're off because you're just constantly like, okay, let me just respond to this email even though I'm waiting for a table at a restaurant with a friend right now because it'll just be easier if I do this now then I won't have to do it later. But it's not good for your brain, right? You need time off and I think I've kind of like prided myself on just being this person that can just like keep going no matter what and endlessly work and work through the vacations and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I really needed time (laughs) this trip to just detach. I wanted to unplug. I did not want to be on my phone, even for leisurely purposes. I didn't want to be on my phone. I didn't want to be keeping up with news that much. I didn't want to be seeing what all my friends are doing every second of the day like we all do. I didn't want to be on TikTok scrolling. Like I literally just wanted to get out there, see things I've never seen, enjoy myself, and just be in a different mindset and be free and, you know, all of that. So I went out there with my cousin and literally on the morning that we got to the airport, we were waiting for the bags of baggage claim. I'll never forget it. I turned to her, her name is Gianna, and I said, well, we're going to LA. If you could run into any celebrity, who would it be? And she 
asked the question back to me and I said, I would want to see JC from NSYNC. And she's 19, so she was like, who? (laughs) I mean, she knows bye, 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 but that's like all she knew before I said that. And I was like, he's the one I'm doing my podcast series on. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, he really never does concerts. He never does appearances. There's really no other way that I'll get to meet him unless I run into him somewhere, you know, and someone who I will not reveal their identity, but this person sent me a list of places in LA that Jay-Z is known to hang out in. And I wasn't going to like go to every single one and try to find him, but I did want to go to Rocco's, which if anybody doesn't know, Rocco's is Lance's place in West Hollywood. And Jay-Z is obsessed with Rocco's like he loves it he loves drag queens he's very supportive and I just thought maybe I'll get super lucky and I'll run to him I knew that was a one in a billion chance that I would be there and he would be there at the exact same time but I thought hey stranger things have happened maybe I can manifest it speak it into experience I'll run into JC at Rocco's or maybe I'll see Lance or Michael or another member of NSYNC who knows what could happen anything could happen let's not limit ourselves the possibilities are endless here and so I (laughs) was very 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 pleasantly surprised when soon after I was standing online at Disneyland for the Ferris wheel on Paradise Pier I decided to open my DMs and there was one from Anna from the This Must Be Pop podcast which like if you have not heard that podcast you have to after this please go listen or save them for later because she has done episodes on JC, Sync, Backstreet Boys, Jonas Brothers. Her podcast is amazing and honestly I owe her basically my life. I think if I'm not mistaken I offered her my firstborn which might have been going too far but whatever. I'm so thankful to her because like I said I really wasn't trying to be on my phone checking all the news like always googling people like I may not have found out about this at all if it wasn't for her alerting me to it because nobody else did before or after send me the information so I am so appreciative to her because even after she sent me the information the event was like two days later and I really only saw a couple JC fan accounts posted on their stories and I honestly think that if Anna hadn't pointed it out to me I don't even think I would have been checking JC fan account stories on my trip. Honestly, it was just a very nonstop go, go, go type of trip. And we were doing so much and having so much fun and seeing so much. I honestly think I would have completely missed it. And what I see when I open this is is her telling me that JC is doing an event in Ojai, California, which is about an hour and 15 minutes from LA. And... I was, of course, at Disneyland in Anaheim at the time, but we were driving to LA the next day. When I saw it, I didn't believe it at first because if anyone is more of a casual fan, JC has not done a live concert. I mean, he hasn't performed live regularly since the Schizophrenic press tour, which was 2004. He's been on stage very rarely over the years. I mean, you would think somebody so talented, it wouldn't be this rare, but... Besides the two times that NSYNC has sung on stage together, every once in a while he'll do a surprise appearance on stage like he did with uh, 
Darren Chris or Richard Marks or Blues Traveler or who or Matthew Morrison, right? He'll just do a surprise appearance during one of their concerts. It's not the type of thing that you hear about in advance that you can plan to go and see. And even if it was, it's a lot to travel from where I live, like fly all the way to LA to hear JC sing a little bit in someone else's concert during one song. That really just doesn't make, I mean, I'm sure some people would do it, but that's a lot. So the thought that I would ever get to see him sing again, I mean, of course, I always had high hopes for the NSYNC reunion and all of that. But I think that I didn't even really dream about what happened happening because it it was almost too unlikely for me to even dream about, which sounds weird because I'm usually not one to limit myself, but... I had just wanted to run into him awkwardly somewhere (laughs) and like work up the courage to go over to him and say, hi, JC, you know. And when I saw right there in black and white his name that he would be appearing at this thing called the Ojai Playwrights Conference, I didn't even know he was going to sing. I just thought, you know, when you hear conference, you don't really think of singing. So I thought it was going to be a panel Q&A type of thing. I thought maybe they would interview him and some other playwrights about what they've been working on. And I thought, ooh, I'll get to find out some stuff about his musical. Like, that will be awesome. And just to be in the same room as JC, I mean, that's crazy. And I thought, hopefully, I'll get to meet him. But who knows? I mean, nothing was at all guaranteed except the fact that he would be there and I would be there. And that was enough for me. I was beyond thrilled and I turned to my cousin immediately and I was like Gianna when we were at the airport who did I say I wanted to run into in LA and she goes uh in sync and I was like JC (laughs) I was like JC and she's like yeah and I was like my friend just dm me and told me that he's doing an event on Wednesday here like in California and she was like oh my god where And I I said, oh, hi. And she's like, we have to go. And I was like, I know we have to go. I'm getting tickets right now. So it was a pay what you can type of thing. So I just paid $20 for each ticket. I was, like I said, floating on a cloud every moment. I couldn't believe it. Every time it would reoccur to me in my mind, I just would. I just couldn't. I mean, it was just so hard to believe. How could he be doing by coincidence? He's doing an event, a ticketed event for the first time. And I happen to be here in California for this because trust me, if I hadn't been in California that week, I would have been scrambling, checking flights, seeing if I could do it. And ultimately, I probably wouldn't have ended up because flying out because it was such short notice. It was literally like two days before that people started finding out about this. So, uh, you know, I would have missed it. And I just can't imagine that. I mean, it just the fact that I was there that week, there was nothing special about that week. It was just the week that we happened to choose for a vacation and I feel like the luckiest person who has ever lived. The fact that it lined up like that just blew me out of the water. And so Disneyland really was the most magical place on earth that day, y'all. Like, (laughs) it only made it more magical that I was literally online for a ride that takes you up in the sky and you have this beautiful view and you could see so far out And it's just breathtaking. I mean, it was the perfect moment. It really was. It was just so unbelievable. And that was before I even knew that the man was going to sing. So, I mean, I think we all love so many things about JC. But his voice, his voice is just 
on another level, right? It's He's in a category of his own. So then I want to say it was the next day, somebody in the show posted on their Facebook that they would be singing in the same show that JC from NSYNC was singing in and they couldn't believe that. And I can't describe my thoughts and feelings on this. <laughs> I just, the fact that he... I mean, hearing that voice again, like I haven't heard it live since 2002. And this was a whole other vibe. This was a whole other aspect of JC and his artistry. And it's just so weird because that's exactly what I've been examining and researching over hours and days and weeks and months this year. So like I said, the timing was just beyond I mean, we literally had the time of our lives in Disneyland. We were freaking out. Even Gianna, like, didn't know anything about him. But I started kind of filling her in and telling her things. And I just kept being like, you don't understand. He never does this. The fact that this is happening right now and I happen to be here is a one in a billion chance. Like, this is, I should play the lottery. This is insane. I can't describe to you how much fun everything is when you know that very shortly you're going to see JC <laughs> and you're going to see him sing. It's like, I was just, it was like I was high 24-7. I was so on another level and I wanted to surprise all of you guys because I knew that the people that had responded so well to my JC series, I knew that you guys were going to freak when you saw that I was going because you know how detailed I am and you know I'm going to like tell you guys everything, right? And I think because you had heard my series and heard how passionate I am and you'd know I'm a true fan. I just knew that everybody was going to freak out when I finally revealed it. So I kept it a secret. I only told a few people that I was going. And the thing is, this was so not publicized. JC never posted about it. Most NSYNC fans and JC fans didn't even know that it was happening. I feel like it was only the Stan accounts and like the really big fans that found out. It wasn't spread everywhere or anything like that. It was very low key. So the day comes. <laughs> I wanted to get there really early because I'm like a professional fangirl. I mean, on my I was gonna say coffin. I can't think, you guys. This is such a crazy story. I'm I'm like still on a cloud. On my tombstone, it'll literally say Leah Russo fan. Like I've been doing this stuff a long time. I always try to be as respectful as possible, of course, but I like to get places early because you know you wanna stake out the situation. You wanna see how many other fans are there, you wanna see just where everything is and you want to be able to find a spot that you can hang out in and make sure you get a good spot for the show. Because that was a big thing for me is that I really, really, really wanted to be in the front row. I'm a big front row girly. I'm one of those people that will wait hours to get front row. And I just really wanted to be front and center. I did not want anybody to be blocking me because I was like, this has not happened in 20 years. It may never happen again. So I just want to soak every second of this in. And I also, if cameras are allowed, I want to be able to get really great footage. I have to be in the front. And so buying a ticket, that did guarantee you a seat, but the seats were first come, first serve. So you just sit anywhere. And I was under the impression that a lot more people would know about this. I mean, like I said, I wasn't spending much time online. So I didn't see how understated this was. I didn't really know how little 
information about it was out there. I didn't know how few people knew about it. I thought, oh, is not that far from LA. All of the NSYNC stands from LA are going to show up. And maybe people will even be coming from other places, even though it's short notice. I mean, this is JC singing in a show. This never happened. So I thought it would be crowded. And I wanted to get there early to make sure I could be in at least the first few rows. And then on the Wednesday that it, it was on, I was contacting the venue. I was contacting the uh, the conference phone number and the ticketing box office and all that kind of stuff because I wanted to see if there was a way that if I made a bigger donation, because buying a ticket was considered making a donation because you could just get a ticket for free, but it was you know, suggested donation, like, please donate to our cause, right? I'm an actress myself. I have a theater degree. The performance was at a school. I went to a liberal arts college. I have a, you know, like I said, I have a theater degree. So I am all for supporting this stuff anyway. So I felt completely fine saying, hey, I'll pay up (laughs) if, if I can have a guaranteed seat up front. And I saw that for the weekend events that were going on, in a few days from then that you could buy like a premiere pass that was $80 and then you would get priority seating. And so there was no offer for that for the JC event, but I contacted them and I said, I know that there's nothing for this event, but can we do it for this event anyway? And they said, yes. And so I bought the $80 pass and To me, that was a a tiny price to pay for guaranteed like front row access to JC. So I thought, okay, I'll have that pass, but I'm sure a lot of other fans are going to buy it too. So I still want to get there early and make sure that I am one of the first people there. So Anna had connected me with Callie, somebody who I had never met before. She was also going to the event. She lives in LA, so... Anna let me know that she was going and she was like, it might be good to, you know, have a friend at the event. And of course, it's always good to have somebody else there that like is, has your back and vice versa. So Callie basically said to me like, hey, uh, if you get there before me, can you save me a spot? And if I get there before you, I'll save you a spot. And I was like, of course, perfect. So the day comes and Callie got there about a half hour before we did And she was texting me and she was like, oh, my God, there's no one here. And I was like, really? Because there has to be. I was was like, maybe she's in the wrong place or there's people like on the other side of the building. And she was like, I'm in the parking lot and his car is here. And I was like, what? You know, because usually when you go see an artist, their car is not just like in the parking lot that your car is in. It just doesn't really work that way, right? And so I was, I didn't know what to think, actually. And I, of course, don't even know her. So I'm like, maybe she's just in the wrong place or something. I don't, like, how can there be nobody there yet? You know, because it's it's JC. I mean, there has to be fans there. I get there and we couldn't even get in the freaking gate. Like, there was nobody around. When I tell you there was no one around, there was no one around. And I was texting Callie and I was like, how the hell did you get in here? <laughs> and she was like, I think she said that it just opened. You just go up to the gate, it senses you and it, and you, it just opens. But I got as close to the gate as I could without 
without slamming into it and it wasn't opening. There was no call button. There was nothing. And I felt like I was in a place where I shouldn't be, where people didn't want me to be. And I felt like I was like trespassing. Like it was weird. And then this guy who actually works, I later found out works for the Playwrights Conference came up behind me and he was like, hey, uh, do you need the code? And I was like, yes, I need the code. And he was like, okay. And then he gave it to me. And I didn't even, there was nowhere I could even type it in. Like there was no keypad. I was like, what is going on? And so finally he was able to get the gate open. And I was just like, this is so weird. And by the way, if you've never been to Ojai, California, let me just paint you a picture, okay? It's like being in the most beautiful movie you've ever seen about California. The whole drive there, I mean, it's these beautiful, like you're driving on the side of a cliff, a very, very windy cliff. Like you better pay attention when you drive out there, okay? Because if not, you're going to go sailing off the side of a giant canyon, okay? There was this sign when we got into town that said, oh, hi, California dreams come true. And oh boy, are they correct on that one, okay? Because this girl's dream came true and then some. So... It's just, I mean, stunning. Like, the landscape, it's just so much beautiful, like, open fields and trees everywhere. Like, all different kinds of trees, like palm trees and pine trees. And they're so tall, like, redwoods and wineries and vineyards and, I mean, the most beautiful flowers you've ever seen. It's amazing. It it was like going from Kansas to Oz. Like, it was just, I mean, it was magical. Like, this whole experience was totally magical. And so we drive up to the school. It's on this huge property. Again, this stunning property just with views for days. Absolutely breathtaking. And we drive into the parking lot. And Callie was in fact correct. (laughs) There was almost nobody in that parking lot. JC's car was there. And if you think it's really creepy that we know what JC's car looks like, let me just tell you that there were these paparazzi pictures a few years ago which I have no idea why they showed up at his house because I mean he hasn't been the kind of celebrity that you stalk in a really long time like if you're a paparazzo I don't know why they did but they showed up at his house and there's these pictures of him and his girlfriend looking really confused like why are you here paparazzi like it they probably were worried because they probably thought like, did someone in instinct die or something? Like, why are you in front of my house waiting for me to get home? And in that photo, you can like, he's getting out of his car. His car is like clearly there. And the reason why I remembered it is because I want that type of car. So I was like, it just, I had a mental note, like JC and I have the same taste in cars. So we're not creeps. We're not like sitting in front of his house or anything, but most people know what his car looks like because of those pictures. Anyway, so she actually didn't even get online. She just waited in the car for us to get there because she was so nervous and she felt like it was really weird that nobody was around. So she didn't want to walk up to the theater by herself. And honestly, I don't blame her because, (laughs) listen, we park next to her. We all start walking over together I mean, it wasn't even clear where we should go because it's a huge property. It's a boarding school and it was hard to find the area. And then I I just kept looking for fans, right? I'm like, okay, where's the crowd of fans? Like, where are all the people? And we never found that crowd because they were not there. So we did finally get up to the area where the theater is and 
there were no fans whatsoever. There were only staff members that were setting up and they had barely just started setting up. Like there was almost nothing there. I think that everybody there probably just figured that we also were volunteers or something because why would anybody be there that early? Like it just, it was weird that we were there that early. I honestly felt really awkward and I had to pee really bad. So I was like, let's just go to the bathroom. And so we went to the bathroom Callie and I were just kind of like talking a little bit, getting to know each other. I went into the stall, as you do in bathrooms, and I hear JC's voice. And for some reason, I was like, well, maybe it's not him. (laughs) I don't know why. It's like I'm at an event where he's performing and I hear his voice. Pretty sure it's him. But I think it was just my brain being like, oh, my God, I can't handle like this is like JC is right there, you know. And I couldn't say anything to Callie because she was... I was in a stall and she was not in the stall with me, obviously. And I would have had to like raise my voice a little bit and I didn't want him to hear, you know. And so uh, I then came out of the stall after I was done and Callie's eyes were like huge. (laughs) And I was like, okay, she heard it too. She heard it too. And she goes, I just, she's like, JC just all right. I was like, I know, I know. And she goes, I saw Jen. Now Jen is JC's girlfriend that he's been with for several years now. So most fans know her by now because he's always like on the red carpet with her and stuff like that and I was like oh my god did you see him and she's like I didn't see him but I heard his voice and I saw her reflection in the mirror I was like oh my god like Jesus take the wheel thank god she didn't walk into the restroom at that moment because we would have dropped dead I mean even though she's not like the (laughs) artist or anything still I would just would have been like hello um (laughs) anyway it was just it was crazy we were afraid to even exit the bathroom because we thought like what if he's What if he just like sat down on a bench right outside or something like that, you know? I mean, I fully intended if it was appropriate to go over to him and say hi, but I just wasn't ready right then. Like it was just, you know, we had just gotten there. We were still kind of trying to figure out what this was and what was going on because there was so few facts known about what was happening at this event and what exactly it was and what kind of performances would be going on. We were kind of just awkwardly standing around and smiling and, you know, saying hi to people and whatever. And uh, this girl who seemed to be around our age, it was mostly guys setting up there. So she came over to us and she was really cool. I was happy that there was somebody in our age group who was also a woman (laughs) who would know in sync and everything. And she goes are you guys here for any one performer in particular by any chance? (laughs) And dumb ask me, (laughs) I mean, Callie just said yes, because she's slightly normal. Me, I said yes. uh, We heard Bob Barker was going to be here and we're really big fans of The Price is Right. I literally should be institutionalized. I don't know why. Like, I'm one of those people. I'm like Chandler when I'm uncomfortable and I'm nervous. I make really dumb. I make jokes and that and like no one even laughed. It was so (laughs) it was like, what are you talking about? But that's me. That's me. Okay. Um, we, so we start talking to her about it and, and it was so funny because Callie got straight down to business. She wasn't into jokes. Okay. Uh, Callie was asking the questions that ha- were on all of our minds and she was like, he's singing, right? And she was like, oh yeah. Like, cause they had just done the sound check. I actually forgot to mention that when we first 
walked up the hill we just went straight into the theater to kind of see what was going on and I thought I heard his voice I mean obviously his voice is very distinctive I did hear singing going on but I didn't want to like be you know there there was a lot going on people were setting up there were other things happening so I couldn't hear that well and I didn't want to go in any further because it was clearly very early so I didn't want to overstep that was the last thing I wanted to do and pro tip from someone who's been to a ton of events like this stay out of the way be courteous be so sweet to everybody working there like sweet as pie I kept telling the girl I promise we won't get in the way we don't want to bother you we're not crazy we're not going to like run up to him we're just fans we just really want to get a good seat for the performance and she was like oh no you guys are totally cool no no issues at all you guys aren't in the way she's like feel free to walk around it's it's a beautiful campus whatever like it was it was not a big deal she was very cool And so she had mentioned catering. So JC and the other artists were down below us getting food. And so we went up to this beautiful area. I don't even know what to call it, but like a balcony area kind of that was above where everybody was eating. And we tried to see if JC was there, but it was up so high and... I couldn't really tell. I was so anxious and so was Callie. Like we were just freaking out because we knew that at any moment he could just come walking around a corner or something and we wanted to be prepared, you know, and she kept saying like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And it's funny because I later found out that this wasn't true, but I thought she was crying. (laughs) So I was like, oh no, this girl's really nervous. She's not going to talk to him. I'm going to have to really initiate this, which is totally fine because honestly, oh, first let me say she wasn't crying. (laughs) She later told me that, her eyes were tearing from like the wind and the atmosphere up there, which now that she said that, I remember I was getting a little bit of that too because I do have contacts, but mine wasn't quite as bad. And so when I saw her eyes tearing like that, I thought she was crying because she was so excited because she kept saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, and we both were, I mean, we were freaking out. Like I was, I was legitimately nervous because JC is not like every other celebrity who wants people to come over to him, who loves the attention, whatever. I mean, I think people think that really big stars, you know, they're just so used to people coming over to them and saying I love you and that they don't want to hear that or something they do want to hear it they're in this business for a reason if they wanted a quiet private life they would be like JC right they would start working behind the scenes they would stop doing appearances and stuff like that most of them love to hear that stuff trust me from someone who's met probably I don't even know how many celebrities well over a hundred worked with them all that's it's they want to hear it okay but JC is different As I said on my series, he is truly modest. He is authentic. He's all about the artistic side of things. He's not out there to get attention and meet all these girls and all that kind of stuff. So I was just nervous about how do I approach him? What do I say? Don't say anything stupid, Leah. Make sure you're calm. Make Try to act casual. Try to act normal. And so we were trying to enjoy the view and enjoy the the time, but it was just we were so nervous and still I didn't know how everything was going to work out with the theater seating and stuff I mean you always hope everything works out perfectly but sometimes there are curveballs or whatever so even though there were no fans there yet I mean there was no need for us to even get online because there was no line we were the line I mean it was just there were these rocks that were kind of near the front door to the theater and we ended up sitting on those we just sat there we talked for a while it turns out that Callie and I have a ton of things in common I was like wow you have good taste because she's a fan of a lot of the same people that I am 
Sam. And, you know, we both were like, oh, my gosh, we're both going to see the Jonas Brothers next week at Yankee Stadium and all of that. So that was really cool because and I also she also told me she had met JC before, which when she said that, I was like, OK, she's a real one. If she's met JC, he's not the easiest person to meet, obviously. So I was like, OK, she's a true NSYNC fan. So after we were there quite a while, there still were no NSYNC fans. We were shocked. I mean, like I said, it, it's not that far from L.A., so it was just really surprising. We knew that any second J.C. was going to probably walk by, right, because he has to get into the theater. I mean, I didn't know if there was maybe like a back entrance or something like that, but this wasn't exactly that type of event where he would have to sneak in through the back because there's fans in the front. I mean, there were fans in the front, but it was only me, Callie, and Gianna, so it just... Like, I just knew in my heart that he was going to walk by us and that I was going to have to be brave and walk right over to him and say something. People think I'm more outgoing than I am. I'm very introverted. So I was nervous, but I also felt like I was so destined to be here. I felt like I manifested it when I said he was the one person that I wanted to see in LA. And I'm telling you, I really didn't care. The only other person that... I mean, I even thought about was like, if I saw Britney, I would die, you know, but Britney is not the one I've been doing a series on all year. You know what I mean? It was just so meant to be. And I was like, I'm supposed to be here. And whoever helped me get here, whatever angel or God or the universe or power or the source or whatever it is, I don't want to disappoint them. Okay, because something magical happened to make it so that the first time JC would be doing something like this in forever, I would be right here and it would be easily accessible. And not only that, but there would be nobody else around. I mean, usually when you meet a celebrity, there's tons of fans, there's people interrupting you, there's security, there's a lot of noise, there's a barricade, there's all this stuff going on. This, there was nothing. It was just, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was just a few people talking. So here's what happened. There's a pathway on the side of the theater and the rocks that we were sitting on were right at the end of that pathway. And all of a sudden, Callie was like, oh my God. And as soon as, I didn't even see him, but as soon as I heard the, her tone, I knew it. And so I turned around, I saw him and then I looked and then I turned back around and looked at her. And it was like, okay, moment of truth here. So I took a deep breath. I turned around. I didn't even think about it. I just beelined. I walked right over to him. And he had already been walking toward us. It was him and Jen. So they had already been walking toward us. So I kind of stopped <laughs> them in their tracks. And I did ask permission. I wanted to be respectful. So I said, hey, is it okay if we bother you for a second, JC? And he was like, yeah. <gasps> Ugh, guys. <sighs> So many people have asked me so much about this and I, I asked you guys to ask me questions. I'm going to be going through those questions at the end of my story here. I wanted to stay on topic, meaning I wanted to not say, are you guys, are you getting back together with NSYNC anytime soon? I didn't want to do that. I didn't tell them about my podcast. I wanted to act very casual because I just didn't want to freak him out or whatever. I am trying to remember exactly. Oh, I just said we're big fans and we heard you were singing tonight, so we wanted to come check it out or something like that. And he was like, oh, like, <laughs> he was so 
modest. Again, as I've said, I said this on my series. I said there's a lot of people, especially celebrities, that are false modest. He is not. He is genuinely modest. I can't remember what, see, it's like really hard to remember. Like, I remember everything we talked about. I just don't remember the sequence of events. So bear with me here because trust me, it was hard not to black out. Like, I was, JC was, was giving me his full attention and talking to me. I mean, it was me and Callie, my cousin had wandered off she's like so mad that she missed it but it was literally just Jen JC Callie and me there was nobody else even in earshot it was just so perfect like it couldn't have been better and honestly it was so great to have Callie there with me because I think I would have been like double nervous or I would have felt really weird if it was just me like I mean I had my cousin there but like I said she had wandered off so I would have been like oh my god I'm alone and I I have to go approach him you know and so it was just the perfect scenario it really really was I'm so grateful like I feel so blessed like thank you thank you thank you so I asked him I said that I had read that he was working on a musical and I said is that what you're singing tonight and he was like no he was like I am working on a musical but this is a collaboration that I would have done with Jeremy and Jeremy is the artistic director of the Ojai Playwrights Conference. So he and JC go way back and they have been working together on this Frankenstein based musical. JC's musical that he was talking about before in like the Meow Mix interview and stuff that is a separate musical so he's actually working on two musicals. Now it seems as though the Frankenstein one is completed or almost completed but it's still very much in the workshopping phase so JC could not have stressed to us enough he was like this is not a big deal like he kept downplaying it over and over again and we kept being like no 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 like like it it is a big deal (laughs) you know I mean we didn't want to make him nervous or anything but I honestly felt like he was genuinely surprised to see NSYNC fans there approaching him I think that he did not expect other people to find out about this because this was just a very intimate I don't want to say underground but once we got inside the show and I saw the show it was exactly the type of show that would be like a showcase at my liberal arts college that I went to where some students are doing spoken words some students are acting out a skit some are doing a song they wrote you know and JC's involvement in it I mean it was just because he's friends with this person. It's not like what he was working on correlated with what the students had been working on, if that makes sense. But he was brought in as kind of like a mentor to them. I get that they're so young, they probably, they don't have the same reference point, obviously, with JC. But imagine if you had no idea who JC was and you're like in high school and he gets introduced to you and and you're in a show with him and you must be blown away, right, when you see him in the rehearsal and everything. I mean, it's uh, what an amazing opportunity for these kids. And I'll talk more about the kids and stuff. I don't want to get off track. And I can't tell you guys how open he was, how kind he was with his time. I mean, we talked to him for a solid five minutes I want to say maybe more with taking pictures together and stuff he didn't seem annoyed he wasn't rushing us out he wasn't trying to get away he genuinely had a conversation with us and it was easy and my nervousness went away as soon as I heard his voice say yeah like of course you can bother me for a second you know 
I felt like I was talking to a friend. It, it didn't feel scary or anything like that. I was still nervous. Like I still had nervous energy because, oh my God, it's JC. But it just became easy. It, it was everything that I would have wanted it to be. I mean, I don't know how the entire night could have gone better unless, I don't know, he asked for my hand in marriage. I don't know what else I could have asked for. It was an absolutely wonderful moment. And honestly, I'm very good at separating art from artists. I don't need my favorite artists to be angels. I don't need them to treat me like gold when we meet. A lot of the time they do. Over and over, I tend to prove the whole don't meet your heroes, they'll disappoint you. I've I've proven that wrong many times. But I don't need them to be as kind as they've been. If JC was in the zone before his performance and he didn't want to chat with anybody and he wasn't in the mood, all he had to do was say, I'm actually on my way into the theater right now. I'm sorry. And I would have said, okay, no worries, and walked away. I promise you. I respect him so much. The last thing I would ever want to do is make him uncomfortable or be weird. And he was just so open that I stopped worrying about that and just talked to him. It's crazy. Like, it's just so weird to be in that experience when you've been researching this person for months. It's just... Like, he doesn't know that, and I didn't tell him about it, but it just, I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to this person right now. Like, this person that I've said over and over is so mysterious and never does public appearances, and here he is at a public appearance (laughs) talking to me. (sighs) I don't know how to describe it. I've run out of adjectives. I just, I don't know. It was magical. And he was like, tonight is about the kids. And he was trying to justify like why he was even there, which is so funny. I was like, JC, you don't have to justify it. You are an amazing singer. And anytime you get a chance to sing, you should be singing. Also, Kelly said something that was very bold. And I was like, oh shit, when she said it, which like, honestly, props to her. She was being real. She kept it real. I said something about him because he kept saying no 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 no. this isn't about me this isn't a big deal and I was like yeah but it, it is kind of a big deal that you're singing like we're really excited and she was like yeah finally and I was like oh shit and he was like no <laughs> it was so funny I don't know if I would have said that because like I said I was trying to act very chill which I am not a chill person at all like nobody on planet earth has ever described me as laid back but like JC is very laid back so I was trying to match his energy like I didn't want to be all like I love you and I love NSYNC I just was trying to be like okay cool whatever and so when she said that I was like oh shit and but I was happy she said it like I'm not dogging her at all for saying that because I feel like it was I feel like she was more being sarcastic she wasn't actually trying to be like screw you for never performing you know it was funny though because his reaction was like no 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 <laughs> and it, it was just cute he's adorable he said like something else about the kids like I, he just kept repeating over and over again how this was not a big deal at all and I think that he was trying to make sure that we weren't going to make it a big deal and make the focus be on him because he doesn't know us. He doesn't know how I'm trying so hard to be respectful. For all he knows, we could be the type of fans that are going to stand up and scream for him during the performance or yell, I love you, JC, or something annoying. He doesn't know us. So I think he was really trying to be like, this isn't like an in sync thing. This this is totally different. We're just doing a few songs. And like I said, he tried to justify the fact that he was there. And he was like, yeah, like Jeremy asked me to come out and we don't live that far from here. So I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just so funny because I was I was thinking I didn't say this but I was like JC even if you didn't live near here like if you flew out to New York City to debut these songs that would make sense because it's, it's theater so it would be fine if you went out of your way to sing these somewhere he just really is so modest like he just kept trying to take the focus off of himself put it back onto the kids And he actually was right. This show was not about him at all. Truth be told, I think that's why he didn't post it on his stories or anything like that. He didn't want his fans showing up. This event was mostly attended by the kids' parents that were performing in the show. I mean, there were a couple other adults performing in the show, but it was mostly students and friends of the school and staff members of the school. Like, we just kept waiting for NSYNC fans to show up. Like, I kept thinking any minute now a crowd of girls that I mean not girls like women like people my age are gonna come and it just never happened I mean we did end up meeting a couple more fans but honestly there was like a handful of us I want to say there were probably no more than six people that came specifically for JC like it was crazy it was just so intimate and to see somebody I mean I know he hasn't done a lot in recent years but this is someone who was a true superstar and was breaking records and was in one of the biggest groups of all time And I know from doing my series that there still is such a dedicated fan community online of NSYNC fans. So I I just was surprised. And it was just so wonderful to stand there and talk to him in this very low-key situation where no one's interrupting us. It's not a big deal. We're not rushing. Usually when you meet a celebrity, you're rushing. that You know, there's security there rushing you through. Like, you know, you get a picture. It's like a second long and and then you're out, you know. And this was just totally different. It was a genuine conversation. We also, let me see, what else happened? I'm trying to think about what else we talked about. Oh, he told us he was doing three or four songs. He said he wasn't really sure. And Callie was like, let's make it four. (laughs) I loved how she was just like, um, excuse me, you have been sogging forever. Let's do four. And I, look, I agree. And so at one point I had looked at my phone, which is so embarrassing, but I look at my phone. Like I said, I'm introverted. So I look at my phone when I'm nervous in conversations and I, it's just a nervous tick that I do. And so I, I looked down at my phone and then my brain was instantly like, no, Leah, it's JC. JC is in front of you. JC is talking to you. Don't check your phone. But maybe that was good because maybe it made me seem more casual because, oh, it's just another person I'm talking to here. No, no worries. I could look at my phone, see if anyone's texted me. Uh, I don't know. But literally, I only looked at it for a split second because I instantly realized like, no, Leah, be in the moment. This is JC. This is different. (laughs) This is not just talking to anyone. So I guess he interpreted that as I wanted to take a picture. That's what Callie said anyway. So maybe that was why. But eventually during our conversation, he did tell us, okay, I should probably get going. And and he turned to me and he goes, did you want to get a picture? And that... You guys, that meant the world to me because I hate asking celebrities for a picture. I have met so many and I have very few photos with them. Ironically, I do have a photo with Lance. (laughs) But, and it's really cute and funny. I was very young and like, it's, it's, it's a funny picture. But I mean, even my favorite band, Hanson, I've seen them almost a hundred times in concert. I've, I've talked to them probably around half of that they know me by now I've met them a ton of times 
And I only have a handful of photos with them because I hate asking. I feel like it cheapens the experience. I feel like it puts me in the category with everybody else that just wants a picture for Instagram. And I really only ask if we've already had a meaningful interaction and that person knows that I'm not just after a photo. I know that's silly because it's like I'm no one to this person anyway. So even if I just ran over to them, asked for a photo and then left, like they would never even remember it. But I just like I said, I, I try to do things with intention. Like I try to have integrity and I just and I just don't want to be one of those people that is another person that doesn't really care and is just like, hey, can I get a picture? So I I think I would have asked had he not offered just because, it, again, it was so crazy the way that all of this happened and how all of this lined up like magic. So I was like, I need a picture <laughs> because this is so like I need something to commemorate this event because this is just so mind-blowing but the fact that he asked it, it just I can't tell you what it meant to me like thank you JC that was very kind of you to offer so I didn't have to ask because I would have as he was talking at one point I thought to myself do I ask for a picture what do I do and so he offered and it just made everything so much better and so much easier and of course that moment when he puts his hand on your back. Callie took several pictures, which was amazing. Thank you, Callie. She got like a bunch of action shots and they're all live photos. So, you know, roughly once every 30 minutes, I click on them and watch JC and I interacting together and I freak out all over again and feel very blessed. And there was this moment um, right before he embraced me where I just looked at him and I, I really tried to say, in a in a meaningful way I was like thank you so much because <laughs> I had already said thank you because when he said so did you want to get a picture I was like can I <laughs> and he was like yeah and I was like oh my god I was like thank you and he was like yeah yeah and so then like I said right before he like put his hand or his arm around me his hand on my back I just looked up at him and that was as close as we had been the entire time and we were just so close together and I just looked up at him and I was like thank you so much <laughs> I didn't want to be one of those people and if you are one of these people that's fine I'm not shading anyone but I didn't want to be someone that unloads on him and is like I'm doing a podcast on you right now and I'm I'm so interested in what you're doing and blah blah like I didn't want to unload like that so I just said thank you so much and he was like yeah of course he said it in this way that was like, obviously, I'm going to take a picture with you. You came out here to see me saying, you know, like I said, I don't need celebrities to be that kind to me in order for me to still be a fan. But the fact that he was, it just makes all the time that I've spent and all of the work that I've done on the series, it just is good to know that this person is what you see is what you get. And this person is genuine and kind and thoughtful and offers you a picture so you don't even have to ask. It just means a lot that someone I have looked up to since I was a little girl is truly worthy of that. I mean, he would be worthy of that anyway because of his talent, but it just meant a lot for him to be so kind and so open. And so then Callie took a picture. By the way, I love how the picture came out. I'm like very critical of myself in photos and I was so happy that the picture came out good. There's one where I don't really like the face I'm making and JC's smiling with teeth and he looks so cute. But the one I really like of me, he's just kind of, he's he's smiling, but it's more like he's smiling not with his teeth. It seems, But he still looks amazing. Like it's, I mean, he looked 
awesome. So then Callie took a picture and then she gave him a bracelet that she had made because she was going to the Taylor Swift concert. Taylor was in LA when I was. So she had been in bracelet making mode and she decided five minutes before she left, oh my gosh, I should make a bracelet for JC, which I think is really cute and adorable, but I didn't know how he was going to react to that. And when I saw her pull that out, I got kind of nervous because I was just like, I think it's adorable and I would love to get a bracelet like that. But I don't know. He's a lot older than us. He's a guy. I don't know. I just didn't know if he would like it or not. But I am so happy that she did that two reasons. First of all, because his reaction was so pure and adorable. The next reason is because I got to talk about the Pop Odyssey tour with him, which like, it's not like I got tea or anything. I didn't, we didn't have an in-depth discussion, but the fact that I let him know that I was there made me, meant a lot to me. I mean, he'll probably never remember, but it meant a lot to me. And he really, like, when she gave him the bracelet, he was like, oh, is this my Taylor Swift bracelet? Like, he looked at it really closely. Like, he held it up to his face. And he seemed genuinely so delighted. This man has such a heart of gold. It was so sweet and so adorable. I was like, I'm so happy that she thought of that because it was just a really, really cute moment. And then he said that his brother had been to one of the Taylor Swift shows and that he wanted to go himself. And like he and and Callie said, like, well, this is it, you know, like this is the end of this leg of the tour. Like you have to go. And JC was like, I know, I know. And then I was like, it's so weird that Taylor Swift came up because I keep talking about you guys. Like I keep talking about NSYNC with this this era's tour and he was kind of like yeah and I was like yeah because I feel like the sensationalism of what you guys did like when I saw the pop odyssey tour that kind of huge stadium like pandemonium type of thing it doesn't happen the way it happened with you guys anymore except for Taylor Swift like that's the only thing that I can compare it to and Um, He seemed to like really think about that. He was like, oh, you know, like he hadn't considered that at all. And I was like, don't you remember what it was like, JC? Like, I don't know how he could see what she's doing and not think of the NSYNC days. To me, it's so similar. Just the huge production that her show is and just the obsession like she's the thing right now like everybody wants to go see her like that's how it was with NSYNC and the the stadiums and all of that just the the fan like the craziness of the fans and all of that it just really reminds me of when NSYNC was on top of the world and so I just am really happy that I got to talk about that with him briefly and um that was basically I think I hit all the major points that we talked about I really hope I'm not forgetting anything if I am, I'll talk about it in another podcast or something. But it, it was just, it, it couldn't have gone better. I mean, it, it really couldn't have gone better. And then he um, went over to the snack table and uh, he, I don't know what he got. But <laughs> I tried to stay away from him after that because I didn't want to like push my luck. You know, I didn't want to be, like I felt that he had been so generous with his time and his energy. You know, I just wanted to completely respect his space. So we, it was so funny too, because like I said, Gianna had walked away. And so I had shown her pictures of JC and like clips of NSYNC, but he looks very different. At least right now he does. I mean, he has long hair. He dresses differently from the NSYNC days. Like it, you know, Gianna had never even known 
who he was. So, of course, she wouldn't recognize him. Like, I didn't think that she recognized him. But he walked, like, right over to where she was because she had kind of come back and was, like, over by the snack table, too. So then she came back over to us and Callie and I were like shaking and freaking out because of what had just happened but JC was still near us so we were still trying to act cool and Gianna just said something like super casual like hey what's up or whatever and I was like she doesn't know and Callie was like she definitely doesn't know and and she was like what and I was like we just met JC we took pictures with him and she was like what and I was like yeah I was like he's right over there and she was like oh my god she's like I just saw him and I noticed his chrome heart shirt I love his shirt because Gianna's like obsessed with chrome hearts which is like a crazy expensive brand he was also wearing Jordans and there was an account that had broken down his outfit and put the prices up and everything and his shirt was $1,600 or something crazy like that so it makes sense that Gianna would notice that because she's into all that stuff and she was like that's so funny because like I didn't recognize him but I was gonna go over and tell him how cool I think his shirt is and I was like you should (laughs) you know like it was just really funny because we were dying and she had no idea what had just happened and it was just it was just great so then we had some more time and honestly I remember almost nothing that happened in between meeting him and the show it wasn't that much more time I think it was like a half an hour until the show but I just blacked out I don't even know I don't remember what we were talking about I don't remember where we were I don't know what I I do remember I got a glass of white wine because they were selling concessions and I just was in heaven I was like I said on a cloud and then again there was no line so there was no need to like rush into the theater we were like 30 minutes from the show and there was no NSYNC fans that I could see it was crazy I checked in I got my pass and everything to go to the front and I did and it was amazing I was like so relieved to finally be in my seat front and center right there nothing obstructing my view JC was going to be singing right in front of me and that was worth everything like if someone had told me you either get to meet him and take a pic with him or you get to see the show I would have said I want the show because just hearing him sing like I said live music is such a big part of my life I love music like music is part of my veins and everything and my soul and like seeing him And hearing that voice live, it just, it was so important to me. And so I was just, couldn't, I mean, I just couldn't even believe it. Gianna, Callie, and I were all sitting together, but Gianna wasn't even supposed to sit, be able to sit with me because I had bought her ticket there because I was like, I know you would never be going to this. If it wasn't for me, I'm not going to make you pay for your own ticket. And it was only 20 bucks. But with the the $80 for the the premiere pass, I was like, is it okay if maybe you just sit a few rows behind me just because $80 is a lot? It's not like she was dying to see him sing like I was, you know, she didn't know who he was. So um, she was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. So they ended up letting her sit with me anyway. So it was kind of not necessary for me to spend the money that I spent. But I have absolutely no problem that I did because I'm very, very happy to support this cause. Funding in the arts is so important and it's so underfunded. And I am proud to have given some money to them. And honestly, they gave me JC. So I would have given much more if I, you know, if I had a a lot more money to play with, I would have definitely like I I was like wishing in that moment that I was rich so I could just like drop 10 grand or something you know what I mean like that would have been so cool but 
maybe someday. Callie went, she was outside and she was like still by the snack table and we were like saving her a seat. And then she met Rachel, who actually was the person who found out about this event in the first place and started sharing it online with NSYNC fans. So let's all give a round of applause for Rachel. By the way, she's a fan of the podcast. When she came and sat down behind us, she was like, oh, you're Ashley and Jessica's? I love your series. I was like, what? Thank you, girl. Like, that always means a lot to me when someone out of the blue is like, I love your podcast. So um, that was really cool. And Callie was like, she's the one who posted about this. And I was like, thank you. Like, you don't know how you've made my life. Like, her and Anna, MVPs of this whole situation, please let the powers that be give them everything they want in life. They are so amazing for sharing this because I can't even imagine not being there. No offense to all the people that weren't there, but I, this was such an amazing priceless event. I, I just, I can't stress that enough. So, okay. So the show was about to begin. I did ask permission if I could take pictures and videos. I asked the woman that had talked to us initially and she was like, I don't really know what the rules are with that. But it, it's, I mean, that was it. There was nobody who seemed to have a problem with it. And like I said, I wanted to be as respectful as possible. This was a very strange event to see a celebrity at. This was completely not like that at all. I'm telling you, it was it was like a a showcase at the end of a school year. That was like what this was. It was just different. So I didn't want to be any annoyance or cause any disruption at all. I was very careful. Um, and I did end up filming all of JC, of course. Um, so I'm just going to read what this was so you guys can kind of like get a sense for, I'll, I'll read what Jeremy wrote in the program. So this was the debut of the festival. It ran from August 2nd to 6th, and this was August 2nd. It was at the Milligan Center for the Performing Arts at the Thatcher School in Ojai. And Jeremy quoted three people. So the first quote says, Your teachers are all around you. All that you perceive, all that you experience, all that is given to you or taken from you, all that you love or hate, need or fear will teach you if you will learn. And that is Octavia E. Butler, and it says Parable of the Sower, or the Sower. You reap what you sow. I'm, I need to go back to school, clearly. So the next one says, whatever is powerful to you can be translated into something which will matter to somebody that you will never know. And that's from Jeanette Winterson. And he clearly has a sense of humor because the third quote says, Padam, Padam, Kylie Minogue. (laughs) But I loved that. I mean, the first one really reminds me of Pink Floyd. And then the second one, I just feel like that is so true. That is why you always have to be so true to yourself, especially as an artist, and put things out there that are powerful to you because you never know whose life you're saving. You never know who you're affecting and how or why. And every little thing that you do is this endless domino effect, this endless ripple. And you can either put out loveliness and beautifulness and wonderfulness and magic into the world, or you can put dark and scary things into the world. But it should be you. And you should choose to channel your energy and your passions into something that other people can 
glean something from and maybe they will or maybe they won't and maybe you'll never know it or you won't know it until 20 years later or 50 years later but you just never know how you can change the world when you follow your instinct and your heart and your soul and that's I mean that's that's for real like that's really how I feel so he writes for the last two weeks, nearly 100 theater artists from across the country have met in every corner of Ojai to help these extraordinary storytellers hone the plays you're about to hear this week. We've read, rewritten, and acted out dozens of variations of the scripts and scribbled countless notes imprinting new ideas on top of the originals day after day. The experience has been electric and sublime. We can't wait to share with you these incredible new theater pieces, which you are the first to hear in their present form. My first season leading OPC has been a thrill and we're ready to share it with all of you. We are continuing to center artist care, education, and mentorship and creating more equitable access for audiences. Now more than ever, it's critical that we gather together to share stories and ideas and write our world forward one step at a time. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the 26th annual Ojai Playwrights Conference. It says then festival schedule and they go through all the different days of the festival and what's happening and it says Wednesday August 2nd 8 p.m. in celebration an evening of new and in progress work from OPC writers youth workshop students interns and special guests JC and then it says in parentheses in sync Barrett Foa and Rain Perry so the performances were amazing I mean truly it was very, very artsy. I was used to that type of thing because, like I said, when you go, when you're in a performing arts program, th these kind of shows happen constantly. But, I, and I'm happy that I had that experience because I feel like I, I would have been like, what is this? Like, this is random because I felt like everything was, every performance was very different from the next. And so that was actually cool because it kept you very interested. Okay, so the first act was Rain Perry with Ken Eros. That was an acoustic performance of Melody and Jack and then This is Water. So that was just kind of like the opening act. I'm not sure how they're connected to this whole thing. I think that Jeremy just curated this with the youth showcase and then the intern showcase and just artists that he knew personally including JC who are who inspire him. So then the youth workshop showcase we had hair a melodrama in five parts by jojo stanford not that by ruby garver broken glass by estrella isabel noyola and a completely unrelated fairy tale by vita lev wollstonecroft i hope i said all of those names correctly and I'm not going to give reviews of every single performance or performer but i'm saying their names because i I know that JC wanted the focus to be on them and I know you guys just want to hear about JC but I really want to honor his wishes there and just make sure I say their names and acknowledge them. So then after the youth workshop showcase. So the youth workshop is something that Ojai Playwrights Festival runs, I assume, every summer. They had posted on their Instagram in July that they were running the workshop and I'm not sure exactly what it entailed but this was like their little showcase at the end of their time so that's something awesome for young people so like if you're in this area and you know someone who is I guess under 18 I'm not really sure what the criteria is but look into that because that I mean I wish 
I was that age. Like I would do it. <laughs> I mean, I think this whole thing is so awesome. So then the next person was Delana Studi, who is an OPC writer in residence, and she performed an excerpt from Project Golda, which I assume is a play because it's the Playwrights Conference. And then Barrett Foa and Karen Hammock did a performance called One Day More. And then this was amazing. So this was my favorite part besides uh, JC was the OPC intern showcase. I thought these were kids that went to the school, like went to the Thatcher school, but they were actually interns with the conference. I think the school was just hosting the conference. So each intern did their own spoken word performance. And it was MJ Farrell, BB Katzenes, Kate Orley Goldberg, Corey Gift, and Camila Boga. Now, they all were phenomenal, okay? But the first one, MJ Farrell, look for this dude, okay? Because he is a, a trans boy. I'm actually not sure how old he, I think he, I actually don't. Maybe maybe he is over 18. I'm not sure. But he was just so, I mean, I've never heard being trans described quite so astutely in a way that I would understand as he did. Now, I understand. Like, I actually have my half-brother is trans. So trust me, I'm like very familiar with this. I am the most accepting ally on planet Earth. I love all LGBTQ people. I march for them, etc. It's not like I've ever been confused about it. But you know how you think that you understand something or you think that you know something and then you read a book or you listen to a podcast or you, you hear something and it just gives you a whole other understanding of it and you're like, oh... That was what this person did. It was amazing. I was so impressed by the way he described what it feels like to be trans. Like he was talking about his birth and how he was born being assigned the gender of being a girl. And he imagined what if I had been assigned of being a boy at, at birth and what that would have been like instead. And he like I don't want to I can't quote him exactly. I wish I filmed his it was, he said something like, no matter what I do, like, she's always there. You know what I mean? And it was just so powerful and just, oh, amazing. I can't remember the order, so I'm not sure. But also one of these girls did one about body image and feeling so uncomfortable in your body and, and dealing with weight issues. And I totally related to that. And that I found very powerful as well. These people were just so good. And then it was Madeline Sayet, OPC writer in residence, doing an excerpt from Where We Belong. That was, I mean, that was just, also, I don't see this on here. Maybe it was one of the interns, but there was this guy that did this, I can't even remember what it was. It was like a satire of Les Mis and it was so funny, but I don't even, to, to be honest, like I don't, like I don't even remember all of this because I was starting to really like freak out inside and in, I mean on the outside if you had seen me I was just normal faced but on the inside I was like oh my god JC's about to sing okay so then Jeremy comes out to announce JC and so JC 
did four songs from the musical Playing With Fire that he co-created, co-wrote. And the first song is How Do You Sleep? The second is Broken. The third is No One Loves No One. And the fourth is Don't Go. And he performed with Lily Elise, who will be playing the same role in the musical that she played on stage singing. And thanks to Callie for this info, because like I said, she talked to JC after. But so she got some more information. So I think my favorite of the four was the first, How Do You Sleep? And before I talk about these, I just want to address something. So when I was going to the event, I had every intention of filming as much as I possibly could and sharing it all with you guys. But then when I spoke to JC, his whole tone, his demeanor, the way he tried to downplay the whole thing, the way he kept saying, no, 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 like this isn't a big deal. This isn't a whole thing. This is just a little showcase. This is everything is very rough. Did I mention that? He kept saying like everything was very rough. This is brand new stuff. It's not even fully 100% 100% done. When he got on stage, he he described it as very guinea pig, which I thought was funny because I kind of see what he's saying there. Like he's saying like, you guys are the guinea pig. Like you guys are the guinea pigs, the, the audience. Uh, but I also um, was told that, you know, there is a copyright issue with this because the music has not been like published yet, I guess. So it hasn't been copywritten. And so you shouldn't share full length songs that are not yet copywritten so there are legal issues there as well but for me it's truly not about the legality of it I'm sure like I could probably get out of like and if there was a problem like I you know I don't I'm not a criminal I just a a fan sharing songs right but I also wouldn't want to mess things up for JC like what if somebody plagiarized him or whatever but the real reason why I did not share the full length videos with you guys is because I wanted to respect JC I think that he did not want super fans showing up and it's like the very next morning he wakes up and everything is all online and this stuff that is part of his soul, his his work that he's been working so hard on, so privately, is suddenly just all over the place. And there are some people that pushed back and they were like, well, Leah, he performed it publicly. Like, what does he expect? You know, like, please just put the videos out. We want to see them, you know. He, he performed them in a public forum, so whatever happens, happens. But I truly don't see it that way. And I it's fine if you disagree. I had a couple people accuse me of gatekeeping. I'm not gatekeeping. That's not even what – that's not what gatekeeping means. Gatekeeping is like if someone became an NSYNC fan tomorrow and I was like, well, you know, you're not a real fan because you weren't a fan back in the day. Like keeping songs and videos private, it's – I wouldn't want him to be – not even upset with me, but just upset. Like if I did anything that would make JC uncomfortable, that would be hurtful because I respect him. I actually care about him. I am a real fan. I'm not just one of these culture vulture TikTokers that just reports on whatever is news and calls every skinny woman a cokehead and every hot guy in Hollywood, oh, he's so obviously gay, like things like that. I'm not a gossipy person. I could have posted them and got a lot more attention and probably gotten more followers and stuff like that, but I didn't want that. I just, especially because he was so open and kind and generous with his time and offered me a photo and all of that. Like I said, it couldn't have gone better. I just didn't feel right about it. I did not feel right about turning around and just posting all of it. 
maybe I'm wrong and he wouldn't give a fuck. I don't know, but I doubt it because he seemed a little bit like not upset that we were there, but I just think he was like, oh no, in his mind. Like, I think he was like, I don't want this to turn into like this big thing. I don't know, but I just felt like I was being more respectful to JC by not sharing them in full. For personal reasons, for legal reasons, whatever it is, I do think other people have shared them in full, so I think they're out there. The thing is, my videos are definitely the most clear. They're the best that I've seen. I mean, I'm not trying to like put anybody down, but I <laughs> I have a lot of experience being at concerts and filming, so I'm not surprised. Also, I was literally like directly front and center, so I don't want them out there. After the musical comes out, Sure, of course, I'll post them. But until then, I just, I don't want to. And of course, 99% of you guys were so cool about it and completely understood. A lot of you reached out to tell me how much you back me on this decision. Thank you. Uh, Several people said like, thank you for protecting JC's artistic vision, all of that. So a lot of you guys are good eggs and I really appreciate that because you get me and you understand where I'm coming from here. There is not at all on my part a feeling of like, I'm keeping these for myself. Not at all. So basically I kept it to 30 second or less clips except for when JC's like talking like that I'll, I posted. But as far as the actual music, I had to keep it to 30 or less and it sucks because I really, I mean, the songs are amazing, you guys. I really wanted to share the full HD videos, but his his work means more to me than posting or whatever. So I just, that's why I haven't and that's it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So how do you sleep? Just so you know, I haven't said Jimmy Harry yet. Jimmy Harry is a um, longtime collaborator with JC, as I understand, and he is the main creator of this whole project, and he brought JC and Jeremy and Lily on to work on it. So how do you sleep? I am just a little confused about the characters and the storytelling because this is based on a play, but not the Frankenstein play. I've seen the play Frankenstein. We actually did it at my school when I was in college. But I think what he, what Jeremy said was it's based on another play that's based on Frankenstein. And so they made a musical based on that play that's based on Frankenstein, the play. And Frankenstein, the play is based on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the classic book, right? So I'm a little bit confused about the exact characters and storytelling here. 
I also don't remember everything from Frankenstein. I've never read the book and I just don't remember everything from when I saw the play. But I mean, everybody knows the general idea of Frankenstein, right? So this song, How Do You Sleep, is confronting the idea of being human and or not being human in the monster, the creature, the creature's case. For anyone who's not familiar, when people say Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein is the doctor that created Frankenstein. So when people say Frankenstein... They should be talking about the man who created him, but people usually just see the Frankenstein monster or Frankenstein's monster, and they call him Frankenstein. But the actual monster is just called the creature or the monster or Frankenstein's monster, so that might be confusing to some people. But JC and Lily are, like, singing at each other, and you can see the clip on my Instagram they're saying to each other how do you sleep like you're how do you sleep because you created a monster and how do you sleep because you are a monster so powerful I mean from the first lines that JC sung this was the moment like not even meeting him this was the moment where I just I fully felt like you know when you're you're drunk or high and you you first start to realize that you're feeling the effects of it? Like you've already been drinking or you've already like taken the edible or whatever and then all of a sudden you just feel this wave come over you and you're like, oh, I'm stoned now. That's what it was. <laughs> it felt like I had this wave come over me and suddenly my like brain was altered. That's the best way that I can ex explain how I felt. I, I heard that voice and it was just like, whoosh, you're in another dimension now. Uh, I just keep going back to the word powerful, arresting, intense, especially considering the subject matter. I love horror. I love sci-fi. So uh, the fact that it was a darker subject matter, it was a more serious subject matter, you know, it could have been anything. Uh, that was really cool to me because he we really got to see that passionate side of JC and let me just tell you that voice is as good or if not better than it was back in the day I'm telling you he has not lost his touch at all he has still got it and then some it just makes it an even bigger tragedy that this man hasn't been on stage very much in the past 20 years I don't understand it I respect his decision but god please, please, please tell me that he got the bug again from performing and he is going to do it again. And I don't even mean, I mean, yeah, the instinct reunion is is one thing and that's obviously huge. But just him alone, you know, uh, he did tell Callie when she uh, talked to him after the show that he was not going to be in the show as the creature or as Victor but he might be in a smaller part in the show, which God please, but I really wish he would play one of the leads because he just slayed these performances and they all were so, so, so powerful. Like I can't, ugh, I can't describe. And, and Jeremy mentioned how he was talking about AI, like how versions of ourselves are created and, and duplicated and replicated and, and uh, distributed without our knowledge which also kind of it reminds me of fame you know because it's like there's the real person and then there's the persona and then there's the the person the media creates that they run with and it's different from who you really are and I mean I just there's so many different layers to it this was my favorite out of the four songs like they really started off so strong uh, it was just 
I'm telling you, when this play goes live, make sure you go. I don't know where it's going to be. I mean, ho- I'm sure their goal is to get it to Broadway. That's the goal of all plays and musicals, which thank God I live right here. But it, it will be worth flying for, I'm telling you. I would, like, if, I don't know where they're going to workshop it. Anyone who isn't maybe familiar with the theater world, uh, plays always have to be, like, workshopped. Nothing just goes to Broadway. You you have a workshop, then you debut somewhere else in the country, usually, and see how that run goes and then you find out if you've gotten Broadway or not. So I hope they make it to Broadway but I pro- I will go where I, like I would love to see the full finished product of this because like I said I'm still they gave explanations for what every song was about but I'm still kind of confused because it wasn't like thorough so I there's some stuff that I can't put together about the storyline and also I don't know if they want again it probably is safe to assume that they're okay with the storyline being out there but then again if the music isn't copywritten then probably the story that they are telling isn't copywritten even though it's based on something that is copywritten I don't know it's complicated so I don't know how much I can say but um how do you sleep takes place in a graveyard so Love that. Where are my spooky girls at? Um, Because I'm one of those girls and I love that. So the next song is called Broken and that one was predominantly Lily. They said that they wrote it for Lily and they kept saying like Lily is so amazing. Lily is the bomb. And she was. She was the bomb. She's awesome. So uh, this song was mostly her and it's about I guess there's a scene where there's a woman is giving birth and they have to choose whether to save the baby or the mother and they choose the baby and the song is about like how impossible it is to make that choice and how impossible it is in general to you can't control the health and safety of your loved ones right and that's always something that all of us grapple with as human beings you know like these are serious themes like I was already emotional so I was like not prepared to be thinking about all of this but it was another absolutely beautiful song like I don't know what else to say go check out the clip on my Instagram and yeah it, I, uh, I don't I don't know like I I just don't know how much is appropriate to say it. I don't like I still feel even though there's been some time that's passed now it's not like anyone's contacted me I was a little worried that maybe JC's management would contact me or something and be like, hey, take this down, like even just a short clip. But I guess they're okay with it because now it's been a few weeks. So the next song is called No One Loves No One. And JC was really cute at the beginning of this. He was like, no one loves no one. (laughs) So before this song started, Jeremy said that it was just about finding love and the simplicity of that. Like he didn't describe it much. And the song starts with JC singing and he's singing as the creature. He's describing all of these things that he sees that work so perfectly together like flowers and bees making honey and nature and fathers and daughters and daughters and their their uh, brothers and all of them embracing and he is saying I have nobody like I'm I don't fit into any of that like I don't fit into nature's plan like I'm unnatural it's a really good song like it's to to use that premise for a love song is just so creative and it, impressive and it's another absolute banger like I loved every song for real 
I don't know. Like, I was going to say this is my second favorite, but I kind of feel like the last one was my second favorite. How Do You Sleep is definitely my favorite, though. Like, that one to me was just the most powerful. But then again, this fourth one I'm about to talk about, I've had that stuck in my head, like, constantly lately. I don't know what it is, but it's just – it's 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 absolutely great. I mean, JC is so ridiculously talented. Like, yes, we knew. We knew this, but – this is a different level. This is just a different type of art form, you know? So to see him express himself that way, I just was... I, I, like, what am I supposed to say? I can't describe... This is a very uh, bad thing to say on a podcast, but I can't describe it. It was so breathtaking and just... Ugh, it was It was everything I could have wished for times a million. Like, it's so crazy because... What I had said was, I hope I run into JC, you know, when I'm in LA. Like, that was all I could have hoped for to accidentally, well, not accidentally, because I was <laughs> hoping it would happen and I was, you know, planning on going to Rocco's, but I just hoped that maybe by some crazy, you know, chance and stroke of luck, I would be in the same place at the same time as him. And what happened, what I got was so much better. Like I was telling Anissa, it's kind of like God decided to like one up me. You know, it's kind of like I said, hey, I want to run into him. And uh, God was like, oh, you want to run into him? I got something so much better for you, girlfriend. Don't you even worry about it. You're not only going to run into him, you're going to see him sing. You're going to see him debut music that nobody else in the whole world has heard except for the people working on it. You're going to meet him. You're going to take a picture. And babe, you don't even have to ask him for the picture he is going to offer. I mean, just imagine me sitting there. And you guys, I can't tell you what it meant to me. I forgot to mention this. So after I, uh, I think it was after I, oh no, it was right before I met JC. I took a picture of the door to the theater and I I posted like, surprise, everybody. We are here. We are first in line for the JC event. Like, I'll be covering it. And I truly felt so much love from all of you that had listened to the series and all the episodes that had been out because I think because you guys heard the passion that I have for JC and Sync music in general, you know, I think you guys really felt like it was someone like you getting this experience, you know, it was like, oh, Leah's one of us and she's getting to do this. And I really felt like you guys were so happy for me. I mean, maybe, yeah, there were a few rude people or whatever, but no, no one that was a listener, nobody that really knows not knows me, but knows me through my JC series, like knows how sincere I am about like how I want to really tell his story as accurately and respectfully as I can and and how I just am bursting with passion to talk about this. And I felt your energy coming at me and I'm so grateful because I really felt like it was all of us that was getting to experience it and honestly I did feel like a responsibility to you guys and to the whole fandom to report on what happened and let everybody know what was going on because I know how much he means to people and after I posted my clips I can't tell you again what this meant this was just beyond I had people reaching out to me like one person even said you don't know what this means to me I've really felt like giving up lately but this just turned it all around 
You know, I, I had people say like, I've been waiting for this moment for 20 years. And I'm like, I have too. Like, I totally get it. But I think partially because people can't really get to JC, I've had a lot of messages in my inbox about how JC saved their lives. You know, they were suicidal, then they decided not to do it because of him and his music and his voice. I think it's because they can't tell him that, that they tell me. It's almost like I'm like a catalyst, you know, because I am doing this podcast. And so people reach out to me to get to get that off their chest because it's like they they can't tell him. So they tell me, you know, they're like, she'll understand because she loves him too, you know. And just so you guys know, every single one of those messages, I screenshot them and I save them and I reread them from time to time. They really mean the world to me. So thank you so much for telling me that. It really does mean the world to me because all of this stuff, music and movies and TV and actors and performers, like all this stuff has been my life since birth. Like I don't even remember a time when it wasn't. So the fact that in any small way I could like bring happiness to people, and kind of be like a secondary source of that. You know, it's like JC's the first source of it and NSYNC is the first source of it. And I'm like, you know, much lower on the totem pole, but like I can be a source of it too. It's just everything. I mean, it means the world. So I really felt you guys being so happy for me and all of you guys responding to that story and being like, Leah, (laughs) this is insane. And then when I posted my picture, all of you guys that shared it and was like, oh man, this is, this is a dream come true happening right before your eyes. Like I really felt like you guys got it. Like you guys understood how much it meant to me. Whereas like I can share it on Facebook or whatever and my friends and family will be like, oh, that's cool. But I felt like you guys really were like, oh my god this is a dream literally happening right now as we speak like coming to fruition this is so crazy and I just want to thank you guys for that because it really meant the world to me and it was it was so special and I'm so happy that all of this stuff is happening and I'm like in the fandom and I have all of you guys to celebrate this whole situation you know whatever is going to happen with the group um with the with with trolls and beyond allegedly for entertainment purposes only whatever the group ends up doing together like I'm just so excited that I'm very keyed into the fandom and I've met so many of you I mean I haven't met you guys in person but you know what I mean all the people that have reached out to me I definitely consider some of you guys friends by now but even the more casual people that are just like hey I really liked your episode like keep it up that even that just means the world so thank you so much okay so the next song, Don't Go. This was, oh my god, this this really gets me. I have, uh, again, these are very serious themes. I have lost a lot of people in my family, unfortunately. And this song just really, ugh, this song was, I mean, like, I didn't have enough emotions going on already, and they have to have this song about death. And it just, oh man, did it get me. Oh, I forgot that before JC performed Don't Go, which this was a solo, Jeremy asked JC to talk about the importance of arts education because obviously you have someone here who is different from every other person in this entire room, meaning this person has reached a level of success in the music industry that 99.99999 people will never ever reach or never ever see. And 
how did that happen? That didn't just happen, right? There were a series of people involved in JC's life who assisted him and taught him and supported him. And that's why he is JC Shazay of NSYNC, right? So then JC explained the importance of arts education. And that was actually the first clip that I posted after the event because I was like, okay, this is safe to post. You know, it's just him talking. And uh, I also shared the link to donate to OPC and I hope that if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far in the episode that you will donate even if it's five dollars uh, that that link is still active that that uh, address is is on um, the video I'll also put it in the show notes uh, because you know they gave us a lot by featuring JC in this and I don't think this is the type of thing that JC would have taken his own initiative to do I don't think he would have said hey fans I'm gonna do a showcase and I'm gonna sing these songs I think it really had to take Jeremy inviting him to this thing and it being this very specific intimate thing that was not about him like it was perfect you know and I think uh if you are so inclined and you can spare um any money please uh please do that because they really, you know, they 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 deserve it. Okay, y'all, I just clicked the link to make sure it was still active. And I ended up going to another page, which I totally forgot about this page that described it had bios of everybody who performed. And when I said that uh, there was a Les Mis satire, uh, and I said I don't see that on here, it was the One Day More with Barrett, Foa and Karen Hammock so that's my bad I just wanted to say that because um this guy Barrett is a very accomplished performer as I'm seeing in his bio now and I just don't want to sell him short so uh yeah he was awesome and he's been on a bunch of uh he's been in a bunch of shows he's been on Broadway off-Broadway TV, etc. And I thought I would read JC's bio also Lily was on The Voice I didn't even know that so um she, it says, she's had the pleasure of sharing the stage with Olivia Rodrigo, Gwen Stefani, Christina Aguilera, Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Stephen Stills, and many other legendary musicians. Wow, that's really cool. She's amazing. Like, I'm not surprised. Anyway, so it says, J.C. Chazay, performer. J.C. Chazay, the versatile singer-songwriter, producer, and actor, gained fame as a lead vocalist in NSYNC with over 50 million records sold. A creative force, he wrote and produced numerous songs for the group. Before his successful music career, he was part of the Mickey Mouse Club alongside stars like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. After NSYNC's breakup, he released a solo album, Schizophrenic, and collaborated with esteemed artists. Besides music, he appeared as a judge on MTV's America's Best Dance Crew, acted in TV shows, and starred in the musical comedy Opening Night. So, I still haven't watched Opening Night, by the way. Everyone tells me I have to freaking watch it, and I know, I know, I'm going to. Maybe I should do, like, a Patreon episode on that or something. Let me know if, if any of you guys really love that movie. Tell me, and I'll maybe I'll have you on to do it, because it would be fun to do it with someone who genuinely is, like, a fan of that movie. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, the last song. Okay. So, like I said, it's called Don't Go, and it's the creature singing to Victor, and Victor is dying in the creature's arms. And they have a very complicated relationship, you know, because the creature's like, why did you create me? Like, I don't, like, I, 
I don't want to be conscious. Like, <laughs> this is awful. Being conscious is awful. I, I don't I don't know how I feel about this, you know, but at the same time, now he is alive. Like, he has a life because of Victor. So, you know, obviously there's so much more we could get into, we could mine through there. But it just is so powerful because JC is singing like, you know, don't go, I'm not ready yet. I think we all feel that way when someone we love passes away, right? I don't think anybody is like, I was totally ready for that. That was easy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like the worst thing. So JC's passion and power, again, I just keep going back to powerful, powerful, powerful. I mean, it really was moving. It was the perfect way to end the show. I was completely moved I was very affected by it. it it was like how can I just stand up now and like walk to my car that's not I can't do that so uh, oh I just <laughs> this song just started playing on my phone because I had watched the performance again before I pressed play again on my recording just because I wanted it to be fresh in my mind even though I watch them all the time I've been watching this one specifically I just love like putting on my headphones and I promise you guys someday I will release these live videos and you guys will be able to hear the whole thing and and you can put your headphones on too and it's just oh my gosh his voice and this one was awesome too because the backing track that they were playing, it had background vocals on it that JC was also singing. So it was like layers and layers of his voice. And again, the clip is on my Instagram. After that, I died. And I am speaking with you from the beyond. So hello, it is very nice here. I guess I was good in my life because uh, there's just boy bands everywhere. It's beautiful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore, guys. I've been recording for a very long time. Like, as long as this is, I've been recording for much longer because I've had to redo some stuff and re-say some stuff because I was just not making sense. Like, I can't talk. But this is just all too exciting. And I can't, I still can't even believe what I'm telling you right now. This is, maybe I just finally went insane and I'm, this is an elaborate delusion. I honestly, would I be surprised? Not really. So, yeah, I just continued to be floored by the performances, by the whole experience, by JC himself. And after that, we were all freaking out, obviously. We were just talking about how amazing it was. And then Rachel and Callie went to go find him. And because I, I mean, Rachel hadn't gotten to talk to him at all yet. Um, but because I had already, like, I felt like I already took up his time. I felt like I already, like, of course I wanted to talk to him again. But I also, like, I don't even think I could stand any more excitement, to be honest. I just wanted to be respectful of the fact that he already talked to me, already took a picture with me. Um, but Callie was like, well, Rachel didn't get a picture. And I was like, go, 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 have fun. And so me and Gianna went to the car and just sat in the car for a long time, like just talking about it and freaking out and watching my videos. And I mean, we were still in our car sitting there when Callie and Rachel got back and she was and they came back and they told me that they, you know, talked to him and Rachel got a picture and that was it. And then um, and JC was like leaving at the same time <laughs> that we were. I still am like, what happened? Like, I, I don't, I, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, you guys. But before I go, let me do this Q&A because I asked you guys to ask me questions and you did. So 
Okay, this question comes from Dub Donnie. They asked, was he really eager to share details about his new works in the making? Thank you. No, I wouldn't say he was eager. I think Jeremy was more the one that was describing the songs just so there was context for them. I don't, it's not that JC wasn't eager to share it. I just don't think JC's eager to share anything. He's just a very private person. He's just you know he's always been that way I also though didn't ask him any details because I met him before I saw the songs if I could go back I probably would have been like tell me about the musical like what is it about you know but I just I don't know it's hard to think coherent thoughts when he's in front of you talking to you you know what I mean (laughs) but if I could go back I would ask him just describe in your own words what the musical is about but I'm sure when they get out and promote it and when they have to sell it and when they're trying to get it on Broadway he's the star that's involved right so they're gonna put him out there and I'm sure he will get a chance to do that so InSync on repeat asked what was his reaction to the fact that y'all were there to see him I don't think he expected to see us there. I don't think he expected fans. And I think he was a little alarmed. I think he was like, oh no, what if they turn this into a whole thing? And he, like I said, just wanted to downplay, downplay, downplay. And that's how he is. That's why I keep telling people because people keep asking me, what does he really like in person? He always seems so kind and awesome. He is. He's exactly how you think he is. Exactly how he is in interviews, on TV, all of that. That is how he is in person. He is not a persona. The JC that you're seeing, that is what you see is what you get. So Brenda asked, do you know someone who can encourage him to do a live on Insta to talk to all of us? We can try. Uh... I can try. I don't it's I don't know someone who's like that close to him. But I mean, if I see him again, which T, but I'm planning to maybe I don't oh, I can't say. I fuck. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If I talk to him I'll, I'll tell him that, okay? Cuz I would love that too. That would be awesome. If I remember, I'm not promising. In the moment I might just keel over. So that's not a promise, but that's a good idea. Uh, She also asked after JC sang and was on the stage, could you guys see what he was doing during the whole event? No. So he sang last. He his was the big finale. It was like the last 30 minutes. And I don't know if he was in the theater. Like I was looking around for him during the other performances. I assume maybe he was watching from the back or something. Also, all the performers that had performed before, they kept coming out into the audience and sitting into the audience and they were there when he performed. So I don't know. I assume he was in there for the rest of the time. But also maybe he's one of those performers that just wants to be like backstage in the green room so not really sure some of these are just comments not really questions jazz tambunga hope i'm saying that right uh says describe his in-person energy i mean i kind of did already his in-person energy is just he's so chill and nice and cool and he like i said he made me feel like i was a friend and I love, like, he has such good energy. I feel like I'm sensitive to energy, so I tend to not judge people, but, like, I feel like I pick up energy right away, and it's either a yes or a no for me, (laughs) and this was a very, very big yes. I definitely, he didn't make me feel at all like I was bothering him. He seemed down to talk to us. He was lovely. He was lovely and delightful and adorable and cute, and he touched my back, and that's, I mean, that's all I, that's, I, I can't. 
Okay, this next question says, ever since I first saw JC on the internet, I'm 24, how tall he is has always struck me as very sexy. It would be a bit intimidating for me to see him. I'm short 5'3". I think it would make me nervous to see him in person. How did you girls feel when you saw him in person? Uh, okay, I am also 5'3". I also like tall men. I have never even kissed someone who wasn't like a lot taller than me. No, no shade to you uh, shorter guys out there. Short guys are sexy too. But just my my personal preference, I like guys that are really tall. So yes, he is ridiculously sexy. Like I don't, I mean, I didn't want to like make this about that. But yes, of course, I was like extremely like, holy shit. Yes, he's so attractive. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, his height wasn't what was intimidating to me. It was just like how much I respect him and like I didn't want to do anything weird or like bother him. So that was what I was feeling. But then when I started talking to him, I felt more comfortable uh, and it was just crazy like I don't know how I'm sorry like I shouldn't have I shouldn't have asked for questions because I don't even know how to describe how I felt like it was <laughs> it was just oh my goodness it, it was just ugh. it was so exciting how was the reception of the public when they saw JC I love his sweet face when people flatter him I, I mean he, of course the cheers and applause were huge and like I said, those weren't fans for the most part in the audience. I mean, yes, he has that cute little smile after he performs for sure. Do you think it's true that he's the reason behind no reunion stuff for NSYNC? No. Well, I shouldn't say that. Do you love how I'm talking like I know his personal thoughts and feelings? Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I just think that JC wants it to be done correctly. I He doesn't want to do a money grab. He's an authentic artist. He really is. I do have some intel on the person that is having an issue currently and it is not Justin and that's all I'll say and it's not JC. Now again, I don't know these people. I've never claimed to know them. Like there's some rumors right now. There's like some people are like talking about me on the internet right now, which is hilarious. I don't know these people. So everything I hear is through others right so I can't confirm or deny anything and everything I say is allegedly for entertainment purposes only opinions no facts my opinion again my opinion is that there is some disorganization maybe I think that it's difficult to get five people that all have very busy lives and careers like people act like Justin is the one that's so successful and busy like yeah he is the most successful but that's only because Justin has this like astronomical ridiculous level of success the rest of them are extremely successful people I mean come on they're all very busy they all have family they all have kids and 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 partners I mean JC has a partner but you know what I mean like they all have families except for JC so like this scheduling is hard and I I do think that one of them I can't say I, I really I don't want to get in trouble I don't want anybody to be pissed but yeah, I just, I think that while this is a challenge, I still think it's happening. My opinion, allegedly for entertainment purposes only, my opinion is that there is something happening besides the Trolls new song and the re-record. And I, like, I think I, my opinion is there is something happening that is does not have to do with Trolls, but is all five of them. And that's all I'm going to say. That is my opinion, as I've repeated over and over again. Allegedly, my opinion for entertainment purposes only is that after Trolls, there will be something else. So that's me. Anyway, <laughs> Steph Wong said, did JC reveal anything about a new song release or a new single? No, 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 no way. He never would. That would, no. I wish though, Steph, 
good on you for asking. Let's manifest that he is going to. Suze Prawns says, what does he smell like? Okay, so many people have asked me this. It's so funny. This question is on here a few times. And also people have just DM'd me to ask. He smells like, okay. So, um, you know when you're like dating someone and they smell really good, but they don't smell like anything. They just smell like them. That's what he smells like. Like he he smells like a, a man, right? Like, do you guys know what I mean? You know when someone's smell isn't, it's not a bad smell. It's not an odor. It's just like their person smell. That's what he smells like. He doesn't, he wasn't wearing like cologne or anything. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Drawn That Way says, was there anything that surprised you about his performance? I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, I don't mean this in a rude way, but it was like shocking. It, I, obviously, I wasn't shocked that it was so good, but I haven't seen that side of him. To me, his songwriting is the game is over, Space Cowboy, the two of us. He has these high concept pop songs that are very theatrical so I guess that part isn't surprising that he would do a play or he would do a musical but it was so yes it was very surprising it, it, it was just just because it, it was so powerful and like I didn't I've just never seen him like that like even when he was singing ballads with NSYNC it wasn't the same as this he wasn't singing about girl you know <laughs> like all I want is your love like he wasn't singing it wasn't like that it was so much more complex like the relationship between Frankenstein and the creature is so complex so that was what was really surprising not that I didn't think he could do more complex stuff I I think he's always shown that he's a very complex individual but it just it's just it's just shocking like you just don't know what to expect at all literally we had no frame of reference I didn't know it was about Frankenstein until they said it on stage like I knew nothing so yes the whole thing surprised me it was I I couldn't I'm surprised I breathed throughout the whole thing Verna Austin Wright said did he talk about why he chose the story of Frankenstein no I wish okay if I ever see him again and I get to talk to him I'm gonna be like hey dude I was at the Ojai thing. Remember me? Here's a photo of us, okay? Uh, why did you choose Frankenstein? I need... Well, th- here's the thing. He didn't choose it himself, right? This was Jimmy's project. But he could have chosen not to work on it with him, right? He could have said, ah, that project's not for me. So why... Like, what appealed to you about the project? It'd probably be the question. Taylor Mahoney asked, does he have any ambition to release a mainstream album? I have no idea. We didn't talk about that. Like I said, I wanted to keep it. I mean, I have a feeling he would have been like, no. I I just don't see, I don't think that's where he's at. I think it's, he's working on these musicals and then there's the NSYNC thing. And I think that's, his plate is full for now. I, I wish, but no. Paul asked, after seeing JC in person, any favorite celebrity that you really want to one day see in person? Who do I love that I haven't seen in person yet? I don't know. Most of my faves, I just go see them. Like I just go to their events or their concerts or whatever. Almost all my faves, I've been very blessed. Um, I've never seen... I've never seen Lana Del Rey. I love her music. I'm not like a stan, but I've never seen Lana Del Rey. I'd like to see her... Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. I would love to see or meet Lindsay Lohan in person. And you know what sucks is she did a whole press tour in New York and I didn't like do anything. But I I don't know. I'm not... I used to when I was a teenager, I used to like stand in front of a lot of events. That's how I learned how to get into movie premieres without being invited and all of that. But I'm lucky. I see most of my faves live. So pretty blessed there. I'm sure there's somebody like huge that I'm forgetting about. But yeah. 
Incredible Instinct said, I'd love to know his energy toward the show and the songs he sang and any target dates. So I said the songs he sang, no, there's no date, but I have a feeling this Frankenstein thing will be soon-ish. We might not hear about anything because like I said, they, like the, the process of writing a musical and then getting it on its feet and getting it in front of an audience, you guys, it's a very difficult, long process, an enjoyable process, a beautiful process, but it, it takes a while. So I, I think everybody should be patient. But, you know, I think maybe dropping a comment or a DM every once in a while to JC and just being like, hey, we're excited about the Frankenstein thing. I don't think that would hurt. So let's see. Oh, his energy toward the show. His energy was so cute. Like once he got on stage. Okay, first of all, I forgot to say this. So I'm glad you asked. He is very fidgety like he was nervous for sure to perform he touches his nose he touches his chin he like plays with his beard he puts his ha hair behind his ear he like messed up his hair once doing that and then he like kind of tried to fix it but then he got like he could tell like he was like oh everybody's watching me let me just leave it it was very very cute he he had he was nervous but like in a cute way like he was nervous excited and they've been working on this for years so I think that I think he was happy like I don't think he was so nervous that he was like upset nervous I think he was very what's the word like he seemed delighted like to be honest and he was silly like he anytime he could like joke around on stage or say something in a funny voice or make a funny movement he did he was very silly so all you people that think you know he's so serious and I mean he is but you know I think it's just because the other guys in NSYNC were so silly that they didn't that he was the serious one but he can be silly too. Call me spicy daddy said, did you look directly into his eyes and are they as dangerous as has been described? Oh yes, I did look directly into his eyes and he looked directly into mine and oh, we had a moment. We had so many moments. It was magical. It was, oh man, I think I should leave it at that because I've been recording for a very long time. I don't even know how long this is, but I'm already embarrassed at how long this is. But a lot of these questions in here, and I'm sorry I didn't get to answer all of them. A lot of them said, just tell us everything. Tell us every detail. So you guys asked for it. Here it is. I hope everybody enjoys. And this was this was so fun to record. I'm so happy I got to relive it with all of you. Thank you for all your questions. And thank you for your support. I'm so excited for what's next with NSYNC. Allegedly for entertainment purposes only. My opinion, my opinion, no facts here, is that you should save some money just in case there is a ticketed situation with NSYNC. I just want all the really big stands to be there. I want all of us to be there that have been waiting for this year after year. I don't want randos to come scoop up all the tickets. If allegedly for entertainment purposes only, there is something that you will be able to buy tickets for in the future. I just, my advice, my opinion, no facts, but my opinion is that you should put aside some money and hey if it turns out to uh not happen well then you have a little uh you have a little bit of money go have fun but if it does happen you'll be prepared trust me as a uh as a lifelong fan I can tell you you want to be prepared for things like this so I'm gonna leave it at that I love you all thank you for listening check out my patreon go if you haven't listened to my series please listen to it let me know what you thought of this episode and yeah I will talk to you guys soon Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. 
and follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessicast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessicast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.